Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Obviously, it's a different, it's a different circumstance. It's different. It's different. I mean, it, that's what 2020. You know, people have been asking me. Like I said, people have been asking me how was the bubble, and I said it's 2020. You know, everything is is different, and is uh, you have to be able to adjust to it. So it's definitely gonna have a different mindset and different feel to it. But I, I'll be, you know, as locked in as I can be under the circumstances. I won't cheat my teammates. I won't cheat our, our fans, and I won't cheat myself. So um, I'll be ready to go. It's LeBron James. He's gonna be on the phone. He's gonna be. Uh... On social media, apparently, here, which is unusual for him. Usually, he shuts that down during the playoffs, but different times, PK. Well, he'll be ready to go when it's time to play, and he's an outstanding player, one of the best of all time, so I expect that he'll continue to do what he does, and what he does in his off time, if he wants to have his phone on or off or give it away, keep it with him at all times, I couldn't care less. The fact is, he's an excellent player, and as he just said, he's not cheating anybody, and he'll be ready to go. And that, to me, is all I need if I'm on a Laker official. They Obviously, uh, he got hurt last year and their season unraveled, so that broke his string of going to the NBA Finals. But I'm sure that ticked him off. That's clearly the goal. They're the one seed. Everything's lined up for that. And would you put it at 50% or higher than that? 50% for them and 50% for everybody else in the West? Or do you think there's even a better chance than that? Yeah, that's probably okay. I'm all right with that. The Houston Rockets, it's not uh, horrible news, but it's certainly not good news. Eric Gordon, uh, left ankle injury in the second quarter. So x-ray's negative, but he's out for at least a week, maybe two weeks. Well, two weeks is basically the regular season and puts him right up against the playoffs. More info expected today. Probably a week into this, we'll know more too. But we wonder what kind of injuries will there be. And there's two separate kinds, right? There's the... uh, this one, which is just kind of the normal course of things, guys sprain ankles all the time. And then there's, in the restart, is it going to be too much on their body? And there's going to, I don't know that we're going to have a lot of those. It seems like they're, they're slowly easing into this. But this kind of stuff always happens, and obviously he's a key part of the Rockets. So bad for them, but maybe not horrible. Yeah, yeah well, part of life in uh, sports and really just part of life. No games today. They start tomorrow, and the Jazz and the Pelicans have discussed a plan to surround the Black Lives Matter signage on the wide world of sports arena court and kneel together during the play- playing of the national anthem on Thursday when they restart the season. League officials are not expected to enforce a 1981 anthem policy that says players, coaches, and trainers are to stand in line in a dignified posture along the sidelines or on the foul line. So they don't enforce that. There have been reports that this won't be the only game, but it'll be the first one, so that'll get noticed the most. This is a question of the day. It's up on our Facebook site. And, PK, I got a text from you. There's been a little bit of reaction to this. Tons of it, yeah. And I was talking to somebody last night. It's not a discussion anymore. The only discussion, what I was told, is the discussion is what will the coaches do. But as far as the players, it's, it's well beyond the discussion phase. It's not about well, should we do this, should we do that? No, it's going to happen. And I don't know what the coaches are going to do. A lot of political pressure, man, to do this stuff. Because if you don't, well, you're a racist, basically, in in some people's eyes. So, yeah, it's it's a hot topic. And 
And uh, I looked this morning, there was there was a uh, way more comments than we normally get. Scotty Pippen says he has talked with Michael Jordan since the last dance aired in the spring and downplayed any rift between the Bull stars. Thank goodness. And aren't you happy they're all getting along? I knew you'd feel good about that. Reportedly, he'd been unhappy because uh, Jordan had called him selfish. And it oh, maybe giggled a little bit game. about the migraine game. Selfish on the 98 yeah, start yeah, of the season. I don't know about that. I mean, I... I can't get into somebody's heart and see whether it's wounded or not, but not going in was pretty weak. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. University of Arizona suspended junior offensive lineman Edgar Barola for violating school coronavirus protocols. He confirmed the suspension on Twitter. He started six games for him last year, so... Someone said, if you're not going to pay attention that's to the r- protocol, wear a mask, all that stuff, we can't have you around. So he's that's ridiculous. If, if, if I'm someone, if I'm the University of Arizona, if I'm the governor, I, I suspend the program. I mean, you just can't do one player. you got to send a message down there in Tucson. Forget. In fact, I, I would not just limit it to football, all sports. Softball How serious are we in Tucson? Softball team's got to pay, huh? Basketball team. Basketball's uh, slow pitch, fast pitch. Yeah, well, ba- basketball already does pay. If you basketball already, already does, does pay, pay. If you get my drift. Bada bing. Zinger. All right, Patrick <laughs> Kinahan, Arizona State Sun Devil, has now spoken about what should happen to the uh, Wildcats. <laughs> I'm not alone. The NCAA is allowing all major college football teams to begin their seasons as early as August 29. They granted a blanket waiver to allow more scheduling flexibility. We already saw this with Oklahoma moving their opener to the 29th. Now if there's some kind of outbreak among their team, among the opponents, they can move the game back to the 5th. Basically gives them two chances to play that opening game. So we may see a lot more football on Week 0. Of course, that means they can start practice a week earlier too, so we'll see if they're able to actually start practice. Beautiful. If everybody moves, are we going to have any games week one? How will that work? Sure, ESPN will work it out. Oklahoma gave the coach Lincoln Riley. Yeah, they will, right? Oklahoma uh, coach Lincoln Riley has a new six-year contract. Tacked two years onto the end of the deal. And, of course, he's uh, been there three years. They've been in the playoffs all three years. They've beaten Oklahoma State all three years. They're 3-1 and against Texas. Basically, they got it rolling. They're struggling to win playoff games. I guess that's the problem. Can they can they win in the postseason? Six million. Uh, yeah, you could argue that they've got uh, you know a weak conference and they're taking advantage of it. But I can see why they'd want to extend him. Been talk about maybe him going to the NFL. But if I were him, man, I would stay put and ride that <laughs> thing as far as you could. Got a good thing going. Don't mess it up. Uh, yeah, they really do, man. There's no question about that. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think it's totally nuts. Belichick's not telling all of these guys, hey, you know what, Patrick Chung, Hightower, just shut it down. I just don't think Belichick is wired that way. I don't think football guys are wired that way. When I mentioned tanking to Bill Polian, I thought he was going to punch me. I think Bill is still wired to want to win every single game, win this division without Brady, to tank for a high quarterback draft pick when 50% of these guys flame out anyway. To just punt on an entire year in the NFL is so foreign to these guys. That's Ryan Rosillo right there. Uh, debating, and you can see he clearly thinks it's uh, it's a bunch of uh, 
both. There's no way the Patriots are tanking. There was thought that, okay, maybe they're tanking because they don't have a quarterback to replace Brady, but they went and got Cam Newton. But now they've got uh, some Patriot players, are opt- Patriot players are opting out of the upcoming season. Dante Hightower, linebacker, safety Patrick Chung, uh, running back Brandon Bolden, fullback Danny Vitale, offensive tackle Marcus Cannon opting to sit. So they're going to be shorthanded a bunch of guys. But is Those this, are all starters. Is it? Yeah, those are all starters. And those guys, is this... Uh, all set up by the Patriots so they can tank, be terrible, get the number one pick, and presumably draft Lawrence, a quarterback out of Kansas. Or out of uh, Clemson. Out of Kansas. Out of uh, Clemson. And get set for the next generation. I know they've been accused of cheating and people think they're nefarious, but it seems like this would be hard to organize, PK. Well, with these players, they don't receive as much money, right? So you're asking them to take a cut. And then they would have to, well, yeah. we'll get you later. Uh, yeah, uh, and if they, if they do, is that cheating? It's a rule. It's open to everybody. So, no, I wouldn't think it's cheating. So it's it may cheating. go against the spirit okay, so of the, you know, you hate the Patriots. Yeah, it's no, against it's the spirit cheating. of the NFL. Well, no. Star- Starlo Tulele just opted out for the Buffalo Bills, the former U. They, uh, they negotiated a deal this year where if you've got a uh, physical situation yourself or in your immediate family high risk so and you're high risk you get three you get paid 350,000 instead of whatever your multi-million dollar deal was and you accrue an NFL season towards your pension if you don't have high risk in your immediate family or yourself then you get 150,000 and you can still opt out so the rules the rules are there in place they're taking advantage of the rules right uh, Bengals top overall draft pick Joe Burrow agreeing in principle four years, $36 million, $23.8 million in a signing bonus. So good to go before the first snap. $23 million, PK. A lot of cash, man. That's a lot of cash right there. Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury comparing the NFL's upcoming preseason to college football preseason because they're not going to have preseason games. You know, you, you got what you got and Not what anybody else has, Kingsbury said during a uh, video conference call. So there's definitely going to be some anxiety heading into that first week. It's going to be new for everybody. We'll do the best we can to maximize those practices, and you're trying to get your young starters and number two guys ready, and at the same time, do a lot of evaluation on our younger guys. I think practice scheduling is going to be key and finding a way to fit it all in, so we'll all see. He really does sound like a college coach, which he used to be. They don't get preseason games to dial in and figure stuff out. It's game one figured out college football is really the only one who's had to do that you know whether it's uh, spring training in the in major leagues or preseason in the NBA everybody pretty much has something they get a couple of games against uh, exhibition games at college basketball but college football coaches had to figure it out and now pro coaches do too well I would argue that the NBA gets 82 preseason games and then you decide what you're going to do in the postseason and in, in the NFL, we've seen teams literally lose seven games and still get to the Super Bowl. So, whereas in college football, you know, we saw o- o- uh, Oregon, because they lost that first game, and then went eight and one in a conference, they're out. You're out, Tom. So, with that in mind, it's a, I think it's much different. I get what he's trying to say, but it's much different. Now, you can argue in college, too, there is a huge gap sometimes between teams or in the pros, it's very rare do you see a 40 to 10 beatdown. I mean, it happens, but there isn't necessarily a huge gap 
between you may get to be number one team and then the team at the bottom there may be or number one or number two but so many of the teams are right in the middle basically what level of middle you are so yeah, even good teams versus bad teams it's frequently a one or two score game yeah 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 in college you see to your point outrageous Al- scores alabama plays very two very few one and two possession games yeah so the nfl is not having preseason you still have plenty of time to overcome slow starts if you should even get off to a slow start dj and pk hashtag major league baseball the pitch high and inside correa has to duck out of the way goes all the way to the backstop correa looking out at uh, kelly with a, a look of anger on his face. I was thrown right over the top of his head. That was supposed to be designed to be a slider. It didn't slide. Correa ducked and slud. Correa was not at all happy with that pitch. The Dodgers and the Astros. Something had to happen, right, PK? Despite the pregame talk that it would just be all about the game, something had to happen. Dodgers won the game 5-2. to two. That was uh, Dodger reliever Joe Kelly. Any chance that had anything to do with the Astros banging on a drum and winning the World Series in seven games? Beating on that trash can lid for signals in a really tight series. Well, they beat the Dodgers. Uh, that was two years ago. It wasn't last year. Right. I don't think Joe Kelly was on that team then, but nevertheless, he's sticking up for his guys. He also threw one, a 3-0 count to Bregman that not only was so far inside and high and at him basically – it hit the padding of the backstop on the dead, uh, absolutely on the fly. I mean, come on. Joe Kelly throws hard and he can be wild, but obviously he was sending a message. <laughs> you cheated, you're going to pay for it. If, if Houston is going to get upset, they're going to be upset for this month and, uh, well, we're not quite into August yet, but you get the point, and the following in September because this is payback time. This is, that's why baseball has the ultimate retributions. I got the ball, and I'm going to chuck it at you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you don't get to do that in other sports. No. You I guess in you football, really can. You, can, you can hit people. You know, you can literally uh, just run into them and blow them up. Yeah, but you're also blowing up yourself, too. Yeah, that's the problem. As opposed to standing on the, on the yeah. mound. I'm just going to hurl this ball at 95 miles an hour at you. And you know yeah. what? They're going to give the ball back to me, and I might just do it again. Right. So Better throw me out. It, it, I think... Of all the sports, baseball has the best uh, self-policing. Because it was clear what Joe Kelly was doing. There was just no question about it. And then he kind of went, wow, wow, wow. He stuck out his tongue yep. after as he was walking off. And that was funny. You can see that all over the place. Yep. It was on Fox Sports. I was watching it. You were watching and, live when it happened? Yeah, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, it was on uh, I didn't I say, Fox Sports 1, I think. I, I saw Kelly... I didn't see Kershaw, but I read that Kershaw was in the dugout running it, too. There was a lot of yakking. Of course. Both of them came out because it's Kershaw's legacy. I mean, he's the star, and he's got these great regular season numbers, but the playoff numbers haven't been as good. He's gotten better, but he's had some terrible playoff outings. So, yeah, he was running it. Yeah, this is the way it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be every game, every pitch, but this is the reality. This really steamed a lot of people. Uh, and so now it's payback time. You got your money. You got your World Series. 
So suck it up, man. And they asked Bregman about it, and he said, well, I'm angry that we lost the game. I appreciate his response because if you just gonna, there's really nothing you can say beyond what he said because you're going to end up coming off like it's going to make it worse. How dare they throw at me? Whoa, I mean, you violated the sanctity of the game. What do you yep. mean, how dare they throw at you? And now you're not the only one. I get it, but you beat the Dodgers, and this was the Dodgers, and we had heard – all winter that there was going to be plenty of Dodger fans who went down to Anaheim to boo the Astros when they played and they were supposed to I think they were supposed to open up there yeah and uh, you know obviously that didn't come to pass because of the situation so yeah this is this is the way it is man this is cheating has been going on for baseball forever and retaliation in baseball has been going on forever and uh, the booing has merely been postponed for a year or whenever people are allowed back into games, it will the, the booing will then commence. They still are going to have to go around the league one time. Now, yeah. the, the more you push it out, the more the roster turns over, but those jerseys are getting booed, who's ever, whoever is in them. And well, I assume you, they have you, enough young, good players. They, they, there's still going to be a core of guys there. I mean, Korea can't be 22, 23 tops, and he's really good, so you're not going to get anybody better than him. Altuve's not going anywhere. And, and these are Bregman and Springer. I, I mean, those are the core of this team. And all those players that I just mentioned are very, very good, too. Nationals won it all last year. Off to a bad start, 1-4. In, in a 60-game season, what's the threshold before you panic? 10 games, 20 games? 1-4 obviously isn't good, but hey, there's still 55 games to go. Uh, you know, I don't even know that I would be worried about them. They won the title last year. They can just get fat and happy and <laughs> just, blow, just just blow the season. Oh, well, that's wow. pretty much the way it is in baseball, unless like you're the Yankees or somebody. You know what I mean? Well, the Nationals lost to the Blue Jays uh, five to one. Cubs are off to a good start. Blue there. Jays are an excellent road team, which for them is thank goodness really important, right? <laughs> Uh, the Cubs beat the Reds eight to five. Javier Baez went deep twice. Yeah. Cubs now four and one. Getting excited. Well, in Chicago. it's only 60, 55 games remaining. All teams were four and one. If you don't get in the postseason, you choked. <laughs> the Padres are four and one. They beat the Giants five to three. Five runs on five hits, PK. Timely hitting. They had a bunch of three up, three downs, but they got guys on, and when they did, they went deep. Fernando Tatis Jr., a three-run shot, and Will Myers, a two-run shot, and the Padres win 5-3. FTJ, man. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, he went to right field, no less, uh, on a gloomy night. So uh, he, he's a talent. We've been talking about that for a good while. He's a talent, no doubt about it. Marlins games postponed throughout the week, uh, rescheduling on the fly. The Yankees were supposed to be playing the Marlins, but they're going to be playing the Orioles instead. The Orioles are set up to play the Philly, so they're going to have a quick two-game series to pick up a couple games. It's an unusual year, so rescheduling on the fly happens. Anything to get a couple games in. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, all hell broke loose somewhat. Some Marlins people tested positive. I mean, they got to go find out what they were doing. But everybody else has been clean. So far, so good. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Of course, his dad was a major league pitcher. He's got the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He's got the big money multi-year, multi-decade contract extension, and now he owns a piece of the Kansas City Royals. Just putting down roots in KC, PK. 
a lot of people put down roots in a lot of places, not usually by buying a chunk of a Major League Baseball team. <laughs> but hey, if you can do it, they pointed out he spent a lot of time in clubhouses as a kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he played baseball with that arm. And so he's got the finances and he wants to do it. I think it's great, man. He's going to end up uh, being a legend, most likely, in KC. His dad pitched 300 games in the major league, so plenty of chances to hang around clubhouses right there. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up later this morning, at some point, any idea when, Yach? Currently, no. The Joe Ingles Show. Uh, Normally he's on on Thursdays, but that's game day, so that seems unlikely. Could end up being Friday, but we think it's going to be today. We'll see how that works out. Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach, will be here at 9 o'clock. The Aggies getting some... uh, Getting a quarterback transfer, you may have heard about a little bit of a story. We'll talk with Gary Anderson coming up. Coming up next, though, the question of the morning. ESPN reporting that the Jazz and Pelicans discussing plans to surround the BLM signage. Neil during the National Anthem. Your thoughts, your reactions. Ton of reaction on the Facebook page. You can hit us up on Twitter at David DJ James. You can call us as well, 855-340-ZONE. We will get to that next. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. The Lou Williams incident is just another glaring example. Athletes just have this sense of invincibility. Even now, I don't think they fully appreciate the gravity, a lot of them, of this virus, how quickly it spreads, and how if you have it, there's a chance you don't know that you have it. That's why, you know, baseball's already having problems, and there's a lot more physical contact in football and college football. So I think that these sports need to be looking what the NBA is doing. If you want to play, create a bubble and see if you can make it work. Because we're down here in a hot spot in Florida. It doesn't feel like it at all. It feels like you're in an entire different country. I really think that's the only way that sports is going to work until this virus comes under control. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. Question of the morning, up on our Facebook page, drawing a lot of reaction. ESPN reports Jazz and Pelicans players are discussing plans to surround the BLM signage and kneel during the national anthem during the NBA's first game back as they restart the season Thursday. Your response is requested. 153 comments. 15 would normally be a low number. 50 would normally be a big number, so 150 is an enormous number. Yeah, I had 194, so I don't know. Oh, really? I'm looking at 153 right now. You need to refresh, buddy. Oh, okay. I'm refreshing. (laughs) But (laughs) No, I'm at 155. I don't know what's going on. They're pouring in. Point is, it's a lot, regardless. Irregardless. Thank you. Some of the reaction pouring in, and it is, uh, it is all over the map here. Uh, Andrew, when you are struggling to keep food on the table, lights on and water on, and trying to avoid the eviction slash foreclosure notices, the actions of entitled wealthy athletes simply don't matter. Priorities. And got 14 thumbs up for that. Well, yeah, there's something to be said for that. You know, what difference does it make? Colin Cowherd did it years ago. and you know, Colin if, Kaepernick. Uh, 
He no Coward did it too. No, I meant Kaepernick. Okay. <laughs> you know Trevor Lawrence. He's a great Jayhawk quarterback. <laughs> rolling. We're rolling, people. <laughs> uh, uh, so you know you can argue what what difference did it make, and what difference does symbolism make? I mean, they, it doesn't really matter relative to this or that, whichever. You know, if it's symbolism on its own, you know what what difference does it make? You know, that that's a question I think is valid. It's not particular to this. Exclu- well, it's not exclusive to this per, uh, particular situation. It is across the board. You know what what does it really matter? How does it help people get jobs in in the communities in which they live and and all the stuff that they need? As that person just said, to pay the water bill, to pay this bill, to pay that bill, blah blah blah. Some of the best advice I got when I was trying to launch the Super Bowl of carrying a channel two came from our general manager who was interested but wasn't completely on board. And I finally asked him, you know, how come? What's missing? You don't love it because we're not doing it. You don't hate it because you haven't told me to go away. And you would do either one of those things. So there's it's kind of in the middle. And he said, It's there, it's a good idea, but it's not quite right yet. He said you know, there's uh, the way it's set up, you have about 20 seconds and a 30 second commercial. He said you have to do th- three things. You've got to define the problem, you got to offer a solution, and then you got to issue the call to action. And he says those three things now in the, in the TV world, you know, you haven't got very long to do that in a, in a 30 second commercial. And there's going to be 10 seconds from the sponsor at the end. So you got 20 seconds to do those things. And I'd never, I mean, I kind of knew that, but I never really had it spelled out for me and define that well. And so when I apply that to this situation, you got to define a problem, offer a solution, issue a call to action. I feel like the symbolism part is part of that defining the problem. But I've said this before, I, I feel like the symbolism part, you know, when Kaepernick knelt, everybody was talking about it. So the whole awareness part of the equation in my mind, and maybe not for everybody, but in my mind, that had been pretty much accomplished. So after you define the problem, you need to start offering solutions. So I, there are going to be a lot of comments on here and people like, you know, doing this again and that kind of stuff. And it goes to your point about how useful is symbolism. Well, I think it's really useful when you're defining a problem. But once you define the problem, then you got to move on to offering solutions and issuing, you know, here's what you can do and here's how you can do it. So what is the problem? Well, the, the immediate problem is police brutality. That's why Colin Kaepernick knelt. So that, that's the, the bigger, problem. The bigger problem is one group of people getting treated differently than another group of people. Now, police brutality is one part of that, but you could go to housing discrimination. You could go to discrimination in hiring. You could go to inequitable um, uh, policing you know, they, they, they look for drugs in this neighborhood, but they don't look for drugs in that neighborhood. You know, there's more cops roaming around in this neighborhood than there are over here. I mean, you, you, can, you can pick several different problems. You know, I, but police, bru- police brutality is why Kaepernick was kneeling. But with Black Lives Matter, they're starting to deal with more issues. So if we take away those, what happens? Does it improve the quality of their lives? If we take away what? All the stuff that you just said. Uh, yes. Okay, so then the goal ultimately is to improve the quality of lives. Is yes. that accurate? Uh, to me it is. Uh, other people would define it differently. Well, but I, yes, I, to but me, yes. I'm asking yes. you. Yes. All right. I don't have any problem with that. That That's great. 
So now, if we want to improve the quality of life, well, we've got to go across the board and touch on everything that's going to help improve the quality of life. Well, that's everything. That's why we've had players say, you know, you got to do a lot of work for 20 years, and then you look up, and hopefully you made somewhat of a difference, but even at that point, you're not going to have fixed everything. No, nothing is ever going to be fixed, everything. If you're looking to eliminate racism 100%, you're going to be disappointed on the day of your death because it's not going to be eliminated 100%. And so, I mean, we, we understand that. If 100% is your goal, well, then you're going to fall short of it. Doesn't mean it's not a worthy goal, but you're going to form fall short of it. No matter if, you, if you're lo- looking to eliminate hunger among children, a hundred percent, then you failed. If that's your level of uh, pass and fail, you know, but you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a ton of work that is quality, great work that is done, even if you don't get a hundred percent. So I think everybody understands that. So if you want to, if the ultimate goal, which I want, who, who disagrees with that, to improve the quality of life, then. My thought is, you know, let's let's figure out ways and, and eliminating or reducing and police brutality and housing discrimination. Yes, those are all parts of the plan. They're all great. And as you say, all that stuff with uh, looking for drugs in one community and blah blah blah, and not you know across the board. Yeah, it's it's it. I'm all for it. But you got to go across the board. You know how much? How can we get you educated? As much as you possibly can, and I, you know, living in those communities or working in those communities certainly, and living adjacent to those communities, and they are communities. I mean, we're to a large extent, uh, communities are very segregated. And if we don't think so, I think I think you're naive. And I know people in Utah want to maybe think otherwise. Some of them, but I'm not here to lecture you. There's other guys that that, that we employ that want to lecture you. Uh, let them do it. Uh, my thought is find ways to to help and what what are the guidelines you know and jason reed who works at espn african-american used to and i worked with him for many years and he used to say hey i'm going to get as much education as i can i'm not going to have children out of wedlock these types of things i'm not going to have them through multiple women and have to be paying all this stuff and and look at him now you know he's on top of the world so i just want to see a full message that is extended to help all people across the board and to have these great lives and and it's it's very much a worthy cause you know when you talk about what i find is interesting is i've had probably ah, maybe six or seven what i would call decent friendships with with african-american males golfing relationships sports relationships i just named one and you know we've had we've had work relationships that have developed beyond work you know, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about beyond work. They started, they may have originally They started work. at work. That's how you yeah. met people, right? And not, and not all of them. There's others I met socially. And the thing that really opens my eyes is when they tell me how they, when they go out and they're trailed and they're viewed as suspicious. That's never, ever happened to me. Not that I'm aware of anyway. Uh but yet for them, and these are my friends and people I trust, but I trust with my life, and they tell me that these things have happened. I believe them because I trust them. I know them. I like them. In many cases, I literally love them, and I'm concerned for well-being. And they tell me about these things, and they're not telling me to play a victim at all. They're just telling me this is, this is the type of life. This is what my day is like. And yeah, this is what tomorrow's going to gonna be like. Yeah, and you know, it may not be all the time every day, but nevertheless, this is what it is. 
And it's really eye-opening. And once you get to know someone and they are your really good friend and they tell you that, you think, whoa, man, that's serious. So the cause here is really good, I believe. I believe the cause is outstanding. And it should be promoted and to be advanced. And these NBA players wanting to do this, but cause attention bring attention, I should say, to to these issues. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that. And in this case, the as you just read in the last segment, the uh, league is suspending the rules. So they have league approval to do it, right? Right, because that was one of the early yeah. things with the NFL. Well, can you do yeah. this at work? Well, the answer from the NFL was, yeah, but you got to pay a price for it. When you get to the end of your contract, you're not going to be in the league anymore. You know, that was the price in the NFL. Yeah, in you're the also end- like 1-12 in 12 at the end of your contract. <laughs> you're, you're right, yeah. He didn't do it when he was in the Super Bowl. He did it. After. His record at the end was really bad as a starter, and that's how we judge quarterbacks, fair or unfair. Nevertheless, that's how they're judged. And the message from the NBA is very different. Well, and there's a yeah. comment this morning, Good Morning America. They had Adam Silver on this morning. The quote is, quote, I respect peaceful process. I'm not sure what our players will do when they come out tomorrow night, and we'll, of course, address it at the time. But I also understand that these are highly unusual times, unquote. Yeah, and they have to walk a fine line because everybody wants to be woke. You know, you don't want to be who, – who doesn't want to be woke? And then you're, you're viewed negatively. And so the NBA, I think, is bent over backwards to be woke and – that's that's how, and that's their constituency. That's those are the large portion of their players. Want to appease the players here? I mean, you, you, you know, speech is 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 such a funny thing, and I don't mean ha ha. You know, it, 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 if you agree with someone, you're all for free speech. You know? We saw it with something that I put on the internet a couple of weeks ago, and all hell I ruined. Apparently, I ruined people's lives. I've ruined the day of their people because somebody, an African-American, expressed something. And I wrote it down and transcribed it and then put it out there. And they didn't agree with it. And then we got it taken down. And I still haven't heard from the website uh, two plus weeks later as to why you took it down. That's not professional journalism, by the way. But nevertheless, that's what's happened. Got more uh, more reaction uh, coming in there. Uh, Alex says, even though they say it's about the flag, it sure or they say it's not about the flag. It sure seems to be only about the flag. That and destruction of our country. It's probably a little bit too strong for me, but that's Alex's opinion. Jason says, I like how the Yankees in Washington did it. Kneel in support and then stand for the anthem. So tweak we'll the go process. Phones here a in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and to me, I feel bad for these foreign guys because you come to our country, you're on our soil, you're literally making millions, and you're going to kneel before our national anthem. It puts them in an awkward position, I think. And there they are nonetheless. Which is why I wonder if Joe Ingles is really going to come on today, to be honest. He may not. I would get that. Yeah. Uh, Greg says, I won't be watching this uh, non-season of ball. And Andrew says, talk is cheap. Let them voice their support for Hong Kong. Always going to hear about Hong Kong. That is, a, that is going to be a given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got a lot more reaction uh, pouring in. We'll get to it. Jack, good morning. Hi, how's it going? So I just get good. calling good, in Jack. to say, because when I was 
younger like in high school we were in, we were in a mall and i had a bunch of polynesian friends with me and like when the mall security came and grabbed us we didn't know one of our friends that was white was taking stuff from the store but when we got in there and they they interviewed us all for some reason they they're doing like what pk said they because these other guys were polynesian they singled them out and that's the whole reason they went and all us in, and it wasn't because that they the guy that they found it later was doing stuff was because they were telling us because we had a bunch of Polynesians with us. But at the same time, all these Polynesians they appreciate the the fact that they've came been able to come to America and be able to have the freedoms and stuff and be able, like his parents have a really successful business. So at the same time, they weren't mad, but I can see how these NBA players want to stand up for that. But to me, I kind of think, well, at the same time, shouldn't it be across the board, not just for a certain group of people, but for everybody? And how does kneeling actually help? Wouldn't it help if they were in the community and you saw stories of them actually doing something? I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Thanks for the call. Uh, You know, some are, right? LeBron uh, has uh, decided to give $100,000 to restore voting rights. Kyrie Uh, Irving, $1.5 million for the WNBA. So people are doing things. I mean, maybe some stuff we know and some stuff we don't and some stuff more to come. But, uh, I mean, thanks for the call, Jack. Uh, You know, I think over time we're going to see more people doing stuff. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I'll have to see how that plays out. Well, you know, I think that part of the issue here is that we see every week, almost every day in Chicago, African-Americans are getting killed. What's being done about that? Because, yes, black people's lives do matter. Absolutely they matter. Just as much as mine and yours. But what's what's being done over here? It's like, it doesn't seem like. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm not involved. On it. I'm just pointing stuff out. You know, I want to see everybody have their lives improved. And yes, black lives absolutely matter. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more with that. Ken is tweeting at us right now. I love it, especially the fact they're doing it as a unified group. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I mean, you, you face some public pressure now. If, if you don't kneel... You, You're going to get like called. Like this football player for, for, for Pittsburgh, uh, this to it, where he says uh, he's a, he's a uh, Stephon uh, to it, offensive lineman. I'm not kneeling for the flag and screw anybody who have a problem with that. Uh, it's not correct grammar, but nevertheless, we get the point. Uh, and that's, that became a big issue. Uh, my grandmother was an immigrant from the Caribbean, and it and – Age worked her ass off to bring 20 people over the right way. She had no money and educated herself to be a nurse. She living good right now. So uh, that that that's interesting, you know. That that that's that's that becomes news. In a sense, it's no longer news if you kneel. It's news if you don't. So is it news if people are tweeting at us? I won't be watching. Because we're getting well, that. they have that right not to watch. Uh, I know, I know. But uh, yeah. we'll also get to it here. We'll we'll, we'll do another uh, segment or two on on this. We're getting a lot of reaction from people who uh, uh, there are people saying I'm I'm not going to tune in for the start of the game. I'm just going to join later. Which that, yeah, yeah, actually, that's what I thought that, that that's uh, that's one way to do it. Yeah, uh, un, un, 
maybe underappreciated. And you you go to you've gone to a fair number of jazz games. So, but if you if you sit in the media section, I mean, like twenty years ago. <laughs> And it's been true ever since, but it used to be, you know, guess the attendance, you know, how many people are here, right? And you got used to just sellouts during the Stockton Alone era. So when they're rebuilding, it looked different. You know, once they got it going with Boozer and Williams and Kerr, then the place was packed again. But in between, there's this lull, and everybody learned not to guess the attendance until 7.30 because people didn't show up till 7.30 anyway. You know, oh, especially on a weeknight. Yeah. yeah, you're coming from work. You're going to dinner first, or whatever. You know, the start of the NBA game. How many NBA games are decided? You know, between seven ten and seven thirty. So people, you know, they they get there when they get there. And but it's not going to it's not going to reduce attention to the issue because no. television is going to be all over it, and we know where ESPN leans. So I mean, that's the senator responds, and their leading NBA guy gives back an fu so well, i mean we know where they where they're coming from that's 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 my thing don't try to trick me tell me where you're coming from and then i'll judge if i want to indulge or not but don't try to play that you're not that's always been my problem you know if you're a fan of a team and you're in the media tell me it i could deal with it here don't try to tell me your objective when you're not if you're left-leaning same thing with right-leaning no difference here I, I want to know where you're, where you're coming from. What are your political beliefs? And then I can make my own judgments accordingly. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I like Mike Conley. He's had some great stretches. What have you seen from him in these scrimmages? Well, he's quick. He looks assertive. He looks comfortable. He looks great. You know, he's just been a little nipped all season long. He didn't have a health-free offseason from what he told me coming into camp. So I think he might have had his health-free offseason just now and coming off the way he had been, you know, careful fully handled by the Jazz during those last two stretches, and he's played those 11 games. That's enough to put you at peak performance. So he might have been at his healthiest point when he came out of this, and that might be why we're seeing him play at this level. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Question of the morning. Jazz restarting the season against the Pelicans. Players from both teams expected to surround the Black Lives Matter signage on the floor and kneel during the anthem. What is your response to that? Uh, there are plenty of people saying they aren't going to watch. Um, and there are other people predicting, oh, these people are all going to come in. Eric, here, here come all the triggered snowflake right-wingers. <laughs> yeah, that's name-calling. I'd prefer we find some common ground and find way to discuss it, discuss real issues to make folks have better lives. Uh Matthew, I think it's a slap in the face of the men and women who fought and died for this country. There are other ways to show what you believe in that don't disrespect our country. And see, that's valid. And I know the argument is, well, it's not about the flag. Well, my counterargument is that you don't get to decide how I view the national anthem. If you view it differently, you have that right. And I support your right to view that differently. But, and I'm making arguments, sake here, but for me, 
And I've said this many times for myself. I haven't done a damn thing to pay for all this freedom that I got in this country. Nothing. Zero. I pay taxes, but I'm pretty well forced. I mean, they take it out. I don't do it. They just take it out. Right? Uh, and I didn't serve in the military. No. Not not one day. Not one second. I remember I had uh, two high school friends that I played baseball with, and they went and joined the Marines at the end of their senior year, and they were trying to get me to go. I said, there's no way I'm going. What are you talking about? <laughs> and one went in, and one didn't. They didn't. He didn't pass the physical, so he couldn't get in. And uh, I didn't go. And he's just like, this is the, that's not happening. I'm going to college, man. I'm going to go have a good time. So I didn't do a darn thing. Well, the, the National Anthem is a time for me to pay respect for those who did and for those who died and give the old, literally the ultimate sacrifice. Now, for you, if that's not what it's about, great. But for me, it is. I don't, I don't see how you have the right to tell me this is not how I should view the National Anthem. Not that anybody's doing it. But I'm just saying, you don't have the right to tell me. No one has told me you need to sit down or you need to kneel or what have you. I'm not saying that. But that's how I view the national anthem. I should be allowed to view it. If you view it differently, so be it. Well, Susan doesn't view it differently. Susan says, I think we need to quit watching them. They should entertain us, not bring politics. I wonder how many people are actually going to stop watching over this. Oh, gonna be a I think blip? there's a fair amount, yeah. Is it gonna is it gonna be a blip in three years? Are we even gonna notice? Okay, one one can argue in three years are we even gonna notice that uh, they made any difference by kneeling it too? So you can go back and forth on that. Yeah. So yeah, so it doesn't make it, in three years. Uh, well, the fact that you didn't tune in, who cares? Well, I can also argue the fact that three years that you did kneel. Well, that didn't make any difference. Who cares? I lived literally through the 1992 riots in Los Angeles. That was my town. That was my community. I was I was not holed up in a hotel like a couple of jazz media were. No, that was that was there. I was there every day, uh, and then that was my community. My wife taught in that area, and that's those are the high schools that I covered. So that was my community. And you know, I can argue. Well, here we are in 2020. What difference did it make? We did all that and all that destruction. What happened? What progress did we make? Oh, nothing. So I mean, you go back and forth on that all day long if you want. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.